0: (laughs) Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, aka De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of The Remote CEO Show. Today, we're here with Matthew Pillard. Matthew is called The Real Deal by Forbes. He's the best-selling author of The Introvert's Edge, which has sold over 100,000 copies and has been translated into 16 languages. Matthew is also listed by Global Gurus as a top 30 sales professional in Selling Power Magazine, Just named him their 2023 Sales Kickoff Speaker of the Year. I'm very excited for this chat, so let's get right into it. Matthew, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? I'm doing terrific, mate. I'm ecstatic to to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. I ask every single one of my guests to tell us a bit more about their story. Matthew, what made you become an entrepreneur?
1: You know, I I would love to say that it was part of this great grand plan, but it really wasn't. I I kind of felt forced to to become an entrepreneur mainly because for those people that don't know anything about me, I mean, I'm I have no right to really be the person in front of everybody telling people how to create a successful business or how to succeed as an introvert because I I literally fell into becoming an entrepreneur because, well, I mean, in truth, I, I started in a sales role after losing my job just before Christmas. And in Australia, we have, you know, our summer season and our Christmas at the same time. So everyone's on a month-long holiday. The only jobs you can get are commission only sales roles. And for this guy that had bad acne a reading speed of a sixth grader in late high school, so I always felt like the slow kid, I really struggled to talk to my own friends, let alone anyone else. And it was only after 93 doors to get to my first sale uh, you know, walking down this street called Sydney Road in Melbourne, Australia, when I convinced myself that sales must be a system. Otherwise, my year was going to be terrible. And I went and learned that system. And then because of that, I got promoted like seven times in the space of a year. But every time I got promoted, I felt like I got less money because it's funny, these sales reps, when you start doing really, really well, they start giving you more salary and less commission and make more of it about how much you get for your team. So if you get promoted a ton, you... Quickly don't get that money. The next person that takes your job does. So I actually started my own business because I remember saying to my boss, look, you've offered me this really small base compared to what I used to get paid in commission. You need to start looking after me. And he said, Matt, you're 19. There's no way that you deserve more money than than what you were getting paid. And I'm like, look, I was making six figures as a commission on the sales rep. Now I'm not as the person that runs the show. And he made it very clear I had no chance at getting a higher salary. So, and that's it. I'm going to go and start my own business. And less than a year later, I was, you know, I, I had my, I had a million dollar business. Uh, fast forward three years, I was the founder of the largest uh, telecommunications brokerage in the country. Fast forward just shy of a decade, I'd been responsible for five multi million dollar success stories. That
0: is a fantastic story, especially coming from an introvert. Because even like we were talking about this before I press the record button, a lot of entrepreneurs that build a remote business is because they don't have the mental energy, or at least they think they don't have the mental energy to deal with people uh, face-to-face or even just on a, on a more consistent basis. And you wrote a book about this. And for those of you that are watching the video, you can probably tell, but if you're only audio, I want you to tell us the name of the book and what the book is about.
1: Yeah, sure. So, well, the, the first book was called The Introvert's Edge. And to be honest, it came about because I helped a, a ghostwriter who thought that he couldn't sell his ghostwriting services for $20,000 to write a whole book because he, well, he believed people couldn't afford it. And mm. what I found out was that he was trying to avoid getting on the phone and actually speaking to people. Like I, I said to him, you know, when did you decide, it's one of the questions I love to ask people when they say that there's a reason for why their business can't grow. When did you decide that? And he said, well, you know, people are inquiring because I'm, I'm good at pay-per-click advertising. But then after some dialogue, you know, they, they then ask me the price. And, and then when I tell them, they, they disappear on me. And I'm like, well, why is it that, um, sorry, how is it that you're corresponding with these people? And he, I found out that he was corresponding by these large in-depth emails. Like he would write this email to them asking a bunch of questions. They would have to respond. And each one of these emails was huge. Like I said to him, I'm like, Derek, why do you think your clients hire you? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you think they don't like doing? And he's like, well, I guess writing. And I'm like, well then why are you corresponding with these people via email? And the answer was he's an introvert. He's trying to avoid having a, a, a conversation so i got him to change the way he responded to something as simple as i mean if we were to call the customer john john thank you so much for reaching out you know i just checked out your website it looks like you're doing some phenomenal work as a matter of fact i just finished working with someone very similar to you and we had an amazing working relationship but with a ghost and an author it really does come down to relationships so what i'd like to do is get on a call make sure you and i are a personality fit plus there's some specific questions that i need to ask you just before I give you a formalized price. You know, below is a link to my scheduling app. I look forward to to speaking with you. And we put together a really simple step-by-step method because I don't like sales to have bulldog techniques or hard closing. I find a lot of introverts really struggle with that. And the truth is the definition of sales was derived from the Scandinavian word to serve. And the best way to serve is to get your clients out of their own way. And a step-by-step method done correctly doesn't need to be confrontational. It can be service of the customer. And what we found is very quickly, you know, I mean, this is a guy that made 27000 in 2013, 12000 when he reached out to me in October. Within two weeks, he'd made $40,000. For, we'd put his price up to 40000 for the book. Wow. Within six weeks, he'd made eighty. By the end of the year, one hundred and twenty. This guy now charges 130000 to do a ghostwritten book, and he's booked out till mid next year. So he suggested, you know, we should put these ideas in into a book. And I said, you know... I had a reading speed of a sixth grader in like high school. I I didn't want to work on a book, but I kept telling people, somebody, all the influencers I knew, somebody needed to write a book on introverted selling and everyone said, no one's going to buy a book on introverted sales. I'm like, how can this be? Like there are so many introverted business owners. So eventually I decided, you know what? I need to put my, my money where my mouth is and let's write this book. And, you know, I was blown away. It's gone on to sell over 100,000 copies. It's in 16 languages. It's led to the new book, The Introvert's Edge to Networking, which is already in five languages, sold over, I think, 50,000 copies now. And it's just inspiring introverts to believe that they're not second class citizens. Their path to success is just different. And they really can network. They really can sell, just not by copying the extroverts. As a matter of fact, what the extroverts do doesn't even work so well. It's just what people believe they need to do. And it's so transactional. It's horrible. But most people, they think that's the only way to do things. There is a, so
0: much to unpack here. So first off, I want to talk about what you said at the very beginning. You said something about um, it needs to be a system. If you want to make your year a success and not really lose out on this great opportunity when you were a salesperson, sales needs to be a system. And so I'm assuming that that is something that you were talking about. As an introvert, you need a system. Second of all, I want to make a quick observation, and you said that sometimes what extroverts do is doesn't even work that well. And I can tell you that I've seen, I used to sell in rooms with 150 salespeople outbound calling. And there were those two or three top performers that had to be in a corner by themselves because what they were doing was not replicable at scale. It worked for them. It worked for their specific character, the way they spoke, the way they prospected leads. But if you were to Try and replicate it, it was going to be close to impossible. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about some of the best, most well known sales trainers in the world, for instance, they're all teaching methodology that can be replicatable. I mean, there's no point teaching, hey, it's easy, just do this and just wing it, because that's not something that can allow you to scale. And, you know, I mean, even Zig Ziglar, the most well known sales trainer that we've ever had, he was an introvert and Jeff, Jeffrey Giamore, who is a big extrovert even he will outwardly say, you know I was on his uh, Sell or die podcast and I think the normal interview is like 20 minutes we went on for like an hour and he said, you know he's speaking my language because I used to be a great salesperson but I couldn't teach anybody until I learned follow a step-by-step process and then I was able to teach it to others you know I would never have had the brand that I they have today and Forever I see these shining star salespeople that by the way, they only tend to last for a short amount of time because, you know, they do really well, but they don't remember what they said. A lot of times they have paperwork issues, they're a challenge, their their ability to sell is largely connected to their mood. So they're shining stars for a small period of time. If you're looking for consistent sales to get rid of that roller coaster ride and consistent sales growth, you're wanting to hire introverts. Why? Because without the sales system, firstly, they're terrible at sales. So if you give them a solid sales system, they're not going to leave. But then secondly, consistently, they just get better and better and better. Where a lot of extroverts, don't get me wrong, they can learn a sales system too. They're just more prone to wanting to go out and wing things. And because of that, they keep moving away from a system, not holding on to it for dear life. And that is why I believe that introverts can outsell, out-network, out-public-speak, out, you know, out-be-better-podcast in- guests than an extrovert, because they're used to being precise. They're used to planning and preparation. And when they do that and leverage a strong system, they can leverage their massive introverted strengths of empathy, active listening... Those are things that some might say extroverts aren't the best at. Not to say they can't learn it, but a lot of them don't even try. Absolutely. And I want to talk
0: about the system. Obviously, it depends also on what niche of a product and who you're serving, but there must be some underlying structure when it, structures when it comes to helping an introvert get over that first barrier. And so, how does it
1: look like? Well, I think one of the the things that I find with a lot of people is they're like, well, how do I how do I get a general sales process put together? And my first statement is, well, if you start with sales, you've kind of already lost. I'll, I'll give you an example. I had a I had a client uh, Wendy who came to me. She was a language coach. She taught kids and adults Mandarin, and for the longest time, she'd been charging fifty to eighty dollars an hour to to teach people, you know, language. And she said to me there were people moving into California that were willing to do it for $30 to $40 an hour now. And then on top of that, thanks to this global economy we live in, there's people in China offering to do it for $12 an hour on Craigslist. And now thanks to our friends in Silicon Valley, there's technology. You know, I'll teach you and you teach me English. We just won't charge anyone anything. So now she's competing against free. So she says, teach me some sales techniques or a sales system to close more deals. And I said, look, before we do that, let's see if we can avoid the battle altogether. And what I discovered is while she worked with hundreds of clients over the years, she worked with these two executives that she helped with a lot more than just just language consulting. And, and what I find is every business that I speak to, there's always somebody that they help or a group that they help or the, a level of experience that they have for serving a certain group. So... What I did is I, I investigated this group, and what I found is that she helped them understand the difference between e-commerce in China and the Western world. These were executives being relocated to China. She helped them understand the difference in rapport in China versus the Western world. Like here, you know, after a 45-minute conversation, if we're really bad at sales, we'll say something horrible like, do you want to move forward? And we know if they say they want to think about it. We follow up a week from now, and they still say they want to think about it. We know the chances of getting the sale are going down and down. I mean, more than that, she showed them the the importance of respect, how to hold a business card, why it mattered, why you had to reduce your accent, not just learn the language. I'm like, Wendy, I'm blown away by this stuff. This is so much more than just language tuition. What are you doing? Just like everybody. She's like, well, there's just a few things, you know, I'm just trying to help. Most people don't recognize the real value that they provide, especially introverts, because they're so humble. I said, Wendy, is it fair to assume? as a result of the assistance you're giving these people, they're gonna be more successful in China. And she's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the point, right? I said, great, well, then let's call you the China Success Coach. We then created what we call the China Success Intensive, which was a five-week program that worked with the executive, the spouse, and the children being relocated to China to make them successful. Well, of course, her question then was, well, who do I sell it to? Again, everybody thinks, well, I'm just gonna sell it to everyone. Again, that especially for an introvert, that's a waste of your energy. energy what I said, well, who do you think you should sell it to? She said, well, obviously it's the executive. Well, I was terrified moving from Australia to the United States, but I said, I just don't think it's your ideal client. She's like, well, the company will pay. And I said, well, I don't think that's your ideal client either. I mean, yes, they've got millions of dollars riding on executive being successful often, but I just don't think it's the right client. Now she's frustrated. She's like, well, who then? And I said, well, I think it's the immigration attorney. Now she looks at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. I'm like, think about it. These people get paid Maybe five to $7,000 for doing a visa. That's all the bureaucracy, all the paperwork that comes with that. I said, they'd be lucky to make $3,000 for a successful visa. I said, just go to networking events where they are and offer them $3,000 for a successful introduction. They love the idea. They're like, double my profit for a simple introduction. What have I got to say? She said, all you've got to do is say, congratulations, you've now got your visa. I just want to double check you're as ready as possible to be relocated to China. And of course, the executive would be overconfident. They'd say, yeah, I think we're good now. We've got our visa now. Thank you. You know, we've got our place sorted. We're learning the language. Kids are getting pretty good at it too. I think we're set. And all they said was, there's a lot more to it than that. I think you need to speak to the China success coach. Wendy would then get on the phone with the easiest sale in the world. These people were terrified to go. The organization was motivated to pay. They were recommended by their attorney because of that, she was able to charge $30,000 for doing this instead of 50 to $80 an hour for just language coaching. After the commission check, she made $27,000 for the easiest sale in the world. So once you understand where you're different, how to niche down, then all of a sudden the networking and the sales conversation, well, it's actually your deal to lose as opposed to the other way around. And you can lead with passion and mission and a understanding that if you just tell one story that anchors to, well, I want that because you're a perfect fit, you just become a no-brainer decision for them. Absolutely. And so
0: bringing this down, there are two important parts. First off, making sure that you're able to to offer more, and differentiate your offer against everybody else in the market. And second, like you said, choosing the right niche and even sub-niche sometimes, I'm assuming, so that you are speaking to the right person. Now, you use this example of speaking Mandarin and teaching Mandarin and, and really turning it into more of a cross-cultural communication kind of approach to make sure that these people have a full full view of what's gonna happen. So can we just talk about, for example, someone that offers, there's a lot of my listeners that may have either an agency or consulting firm, or they could have any sort of, like even, even a product business, but let's keep it s- service-based for now because these ones are the ones that will have more sales conversations. Uh, what's the first thing that they can do I mean, you gave us the outcome, which was from language uh, like from teaching a language to to offering all these wide of services. How can our listeners find that kind of mechanism to go from what they're offering now to enriching their their offering? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So you know, obviously, what I always recommend is it's usually a cross section between the customers that are singing your praises that really, I mean, they go to a networking event, somebody says, I'm, I'm looking for somebody that helps me with this. And like, oh my gosh, you've got to hire this group, this person or this company. And the customers that, you know, they're just not worried about price. Like every time you hear the phone ring, you know, you just hear cha-ching because you know those people aren't going to beat you down on price. And I've seen this all the time. I worked with a printing company that literally had two clients that were their entire business, yet they had hundreds of clients that were stressing them out. And as soon as, they, as soon as we focused on the, that group and got their messaging right, all of a sudden their business exploded. What I would recommend, I mean, you don't need to hire me for this. I mean, you can go to matthewpollard.com forward slash growth. There is a five-step template that will help you discover your niche of willing to buy clients and then really think through and create your version of what I call a unified message, which is your version of the China Success Coach. You know, I did this at the National Freelance Conference. Nearly 200 people in the room and at the end, I said, look, put your hand up if you now believe you've got a your version of the China Success Coach and you've identified your niche, of willing to buy clients. And like 97% of the room put their hands up. The sad part was I said, keep your hands up if this is the most time you spent actively working on your marketing since you started your business. Like 85% of the room kept their hands up. So the sad part about this is it works. Just most people don't spend the time doing it. So this is a five-step template. I'd suggest getting somebody you know that isn't in your industry to do this template with you. You work on them. They work on you. Get them to listen to this podcast first and then just yeah, download that template at matthewpollard.com forward slash growth. What I want to do is to help people understand how this directly applies to, to networking and sales is I can give you a really quick example of how to frame what you do. Because if you're thinking of the agency, the problem with agencies is when you go to a networking event, somebody asks you what you do. You're like, oh, I'm an agency. You know, I help all people with, you know, growing their business through digital marketing wares, or if you learned a networking spiel, which sounds horrible to me, it's so transactional, I do this for this group of people, even if they had this common challenge, it's all about you and what you do. And it sounds like I'm trying to, you know, I'd love to sell you something because I'm trying to buy a new car, right? It's horrible. What I would suggest is frame what you do under passion and mission. So first be interested rather than interesting. And then when a customer says, or a prospect says to you, well, what is it that you do? I've been talking about myself for 20 minutes. I haven't even asked what you do. Then you will respond with, well, what I respond with is my version of the China Success Coach is I'm the rapid growth guy. And when somebody says, what exactly is that? I say, well, one of the things I love to see more than anything in the world is an amazing introverted service provider with enough talent, skill, and belief in themselves to start a business of their own. But what I find more often than not, and I just hate seeing this, is they get stuck in this endless hamster wheel of struggling to find interested people trying to set themselves apart, trying to make the sale, really feeling like people only care about one thing, price. Do you know anyone like that? And of course they do, because I'm at the right networking event. There's a whole bunch of ways to structure to make sure you go to the right groups. (laughs) But when they respond in the affirmative, I will then say, well, I'm on a mission to help these introverts realize they're not second class citizens. Their path to success is just different. And by just focusing on three things outside the scope of their functional skill, they really can have a rapid growth business doing what they love. Actually, you know what? Let me give you an example, then I might tell a story. Now the difference here is I haven't talked about what I do at all I haven't made it about me I talked it about my passion and mission for service and the difference that I want to make and they're compelled with that passion as opposed to I I I that leads to a much more positive conversation so that when you eventually get on a sales call They're they're so excited to speak to you. You really just have to say, so glad we can chat today. They're like, me too. And you say, well, while I've had a look at our email exchange or our notes from our networking conversation, because a lot of that stuff was a while ago, what I'd love to do is take a step back, hear a little bit more about you, what you're struggling with and how I can be the most help to you on, a call, on on the call we have to, today, they'll then tell you exactly. And all you've got to do is diagnose that that's a symptom of a greater cause, tell them one story or remind them of the story you told them at a networking event, and then say, does that make sense? And if they say yes, you can then do go straight into uh, explaining your package and service, and the deal is then closed. It's so much better than saying... You know, having that awkward sales talk conversation and then saying, tell me a bit about your business or whatever those you, you hear on those terrible sales calls that never go anywhere. Cause I'm like, Well, you've done no research. I'm not willing to to invest in you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And so I want to know this system that you're talking about obviously works very well for introverts, but what like we said, These systems work for everyone. So how can someone listening right now, maybe they are that social butterfly and they're listening to this episode, they're like, well, I'm listening to the podcast, but I am not an introvert. How or first off, should they apply this strategy as well? And how can they curb their natural kind of uh, way of communicating with people uh, to make sure that, that they can also be part of or use a system like this
1: one? Yeah, absolutely. I I think one of the most important things for an extrovert is that they have to be willing to take a small step back to catapult forward. Like I said, Jeffrey Gittemore was a great example of that. He's a natural salesperson, extrovert with the gift of gab, but it was only when he took a little step back to learn a sales from a methodology perspective, which led to, you know, him being a little bit more uncomfortable, but, you know, discomfort, getting out of your comfort zone, that's where the magic happens, right? So he was willing to take a step back and learn a system to then catapult forward. And you know, what's interesting is, you know, I worked with this uh, Colliers International, big commercial real estate company. And what was interesting is that the introverts, of course, didn't work with the system as quickly as the extroverts. The extroverts learned the system, they learned the, the storytelling, and then they winged around it and it just worked for them really, really quickly. The introverts, however, ended up outselling them because the extroverts went back to winging things. It's where they they gravi- they, they got their confidence from. It's what they what they had great pride in. The introverts then beat them hands down to the point that the extroverts actually went back to the system and then started to do amazingly well also. And now it's a great competition between the extroverts and introverts, and they're all following a system. So it's far less about personality type. The difference is that an extrovert has to say, firstly, I am willing to learn a system that I am going to accept subpar performance for a small period to catapult forward. The second thing is that you need to agree to use a system that usually will require you to learn skills like active listening, because listening is a huge part of sales and something that extroverts in their winging it framework tend to not have to know much about. And then the ability to empathize is huge. Yet most extroverts don't know that. So what I would suggest is for an an extrovert to learn a system, they have to be willing to take a step back, learn how to empathize and learn how to be an active listener. And those are skills that are definitely learnable. The reason why I focus my time on helping introverts is that the biggest barrier for introverts is the belief that they actually can do it. I mean, it? um, I think it was Henry Ford that said, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. Well, introverts globally believe that they can't succeed in sales. They can't succeed in networking. Because of that, they probably can't succeed in their own business. So that to me is firstly, the biggest piece of fake news that exists in the world. So I spend my life confronting that stigma and helping people realize they really can do these things and then putting systems in front of them that don't have those bulldog techniques, that transactional sales approach, that really doesn't work that well anyway, in providing them a system that's more methodical. And you'll find my my networking work is all about leaning into passion, mission, and, and storytelling, but not the stories that people tell now, like customer wanted this, so we gave it to them, it's all about you. My number one rule in networking and sales and everything is it's not about you. And with sales, it's the same thing. I put together a step-by-step process that allows you to be totally comfortable in a sales process that as long as you follow it in a methodical way, it actually makes the sales process external. And that's great for both introverts and extroverts, because when you're looking at an external process, especially if you're selling like yourself as a consultant or an agency, how do you not take a rejection personally? Well, the answer is making an external process.
0: Absolutely. So much stuff to unpack here. So much great information. Uh, Before we get to where people can find you and your books online, I wanted to ask you, is there anything exciting, Matthew, that's coming down the pike that you want to share with our audience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things that I I, I always share at this time of year is to get the introverts to mark their calendar for the third week of March. And the reason being is I actually founded National Introverts Week, and it's the week that, and it's been going on for years, it's really about confronting the stigma around introversion. And, you know, I don't make it about me, so I don't, you know, I have a whole bunch of images that I share with my audience that don't even have my logos on them. I'm like, just say I'm a proud introvert, or, you know, um, I want to let people know that I'm an introvert, and that doesn't mean that I can't sell. As a matter of fact, I'm a great salesperson, or I own my own business, because there are so many introverts out there that believe they can't. And to me, the best thing that every introvert can do to help them realize uh, that they can. And I think one of the biggest problems out in the world right now is people believe that they used to be introverted, but now they're not because they've learned how to sell or network. You can't change who you are, right? Introversion is just this, where you draw your energy. So for me, at the end of this podcast interview, hopefully everyone believes that I've been articulate and I've done a great job. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be tired after. That said, I'm a lot less tired than I used to be because I have a system and a process that I follow. Same with networking, same same with sales, same with speaking from stage. So what I want people to do is for those people that believe that they're now more extroverted or you are extroverted, you're not. You're just an introvert that's learned a system for process or process for selling, for networking, for leadership. I would love for people to list themselves on social media as an introvert. Openly say, I am an introvert and I'm proud of it and it doesn't mean I can't do these things because there are people in your audience that need to ha- hear that. So mark your calendar for the 3rd week of March and if you haven't subscribed to anything that I have on 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 my website at matthewpollard.com I mean you can absolutely you know subscribe because I will send you a whole bunch of imagery connect with me on LinkedIn and you know ask for them and I will send you the imagery it doesn't have my logo on it so definitely share and inspire other introverts that they're not second class citizens that they really can succeed. That is fantastic. Matthew, like I said, I'm sure that my listeners want to know more about you
0: and your books. So where can people find you online?
1: Absolutely. Well, firstly, for those people that want to create their own version of the China Success Coach, the rapid growth guy, and discover their niche, I would just suggest going to matthewpollard.com forward slash growth and downloading that template. That also means that I'll be able to send you, you know, I'm a proud introvert imagery when it comes to National Introverts Week. Uh, for those people who want to check out my books, my publisher hates me when I say this, but you don't need to buy my books. I mean, go to the introvertsedge.com. You'll be able to download the first chapter of my sales book. And there you'll quickly realize, uh, well, firstly, I'll help you understand why introverts make the best salespeople. And then I'll give you the seven steps to a sale. And if you do nothing more than just grab what you currently say and put it in under those headings, you'll quickly realize there's some things out of order that don't fit. Throw that out. You shouldn't be saying it to customers. The things that are out of order, obviously fix that. And then obviously the gaps, fill them in. If you do that, you'll double your sales in the next 60 days. And if you go to the Introverts Edge to networking.com, you can download the the first chapter of my, my new networking book as well. That is fantastic, Matthew. Again, I'm
0: sure that my listeners want to know more about you and what you do. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day.
1: It was my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks
0: for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward, so if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at Daniiro B. D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and we will talk to you again soon.